tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because she's so misunderstood but she's back with us she's miss rachel you could tell hi david hi david's fans i mean they're not your fans honey um we have a lot to discuss since i saw you on thursday night i have gotten on a plane flown to la did some recordings had some dinners had a bed delivered and now i'm back in the hamptons and we had dinner with bo Deedle at rayos on thursday we did how fun was that i mean i'm still recovering in so many ways what did yeah. you think of the famous rayos with the famous bo Deedle? well let me start by saying I've been there before, but I haven't been there with Bo Deedle. And that is a different experience. He's had his table since 1977. He has table number one and he goes every Thursday night. And it's been written on the front page in the New York Times about the people he's had at his table. So for us to have been invited was a very big deal. And I recorded with him an hour before we went to dinner. I know you recorded with him a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we all drove up together from the studio. But uh, in my <clears throat> interview with him, we talked about his table at Rayo's and who he who was his favorite out of all the people. But by the way, he's had everyone from, you know, Bill Gates to uh, Demi Moore to like literally from actors to athletes, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Martin Scorsese. He's had everyone at his table. I asked him who his most favorite guest was. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, David Yontif and Rachel Yucatel from the Behind the Velvet Rope and Misunderstood Podcasts. Well, it's so funny you say that because I he asked me who I thought it would be, and I said me. <laughs> um, but he said it was Denzel Washington. Really? Uh, he is a co-producer on um, the, the Bone Collector. And I believe, De I guess, Denzel and Angelina Jolie were in that. And he had Denzel a few times. And he said he was one of the most genuine, amazing guys he's ever met. And it was an honor for him to have him at his table. And then he said the one person he would like to get is Putin. Okay. First of all, I mean, that's crazy. I, I almost feel guilty that I, like, I don't know. Like, do we need to, like, I feel like I didn't bow down to Bo enough. Like, this is a big deal to go to Rayos with Bo. Well, let's. Yeah. Well, I was kind of on a. Was I on a blind date? Okay, I fixed you up on a blind date with Bo Deedle. Now, let me just say that part two of our chat, me and Bo Deedle, which everyone is going to listen to, it has he on air. I'm not talking. Listen. We are honest here, Rachel. So I'm not nice. I'm not kissing anyone's ass. I slam a lot of people when they deserve it. I'm like, I have nothing but bow. I'm going to bow down to Bo Deedle because out of the, you know, Chris Jenner, Kathy Hilton and Bo Deedle are the three people that scare me in the world. But 
he had like this breakdown on air over his ex. It's on. And I said, look, I have someone to fix you up with. He described what he was looking for physically. You are very attractive. He is like an old school New York guy. You are an icon in the old school New York world. So I'm like, this isn't just me like pulling two people out of my asshole like Patty Stanger did for you and I. Love you, Patty, because I'm friends with Love her. You, I know. <laughs> right. But like, this was really like, this has an actual chance to really maybe go somewhere. He likes the New York, New Jersey type abroad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he definitely, we had a great time. I will say that. And um, it, it, we match well because we are both A-type personalities. And, you know, so I, I wasn't intimidated by him. I thought he was great. We had a really fun time. It was a group dinner. It wasn't a real date. We're just kind of joking around here. But David did interview him a couple of weeks ago and did set us up on a blind date. I don't know if this was the blind date, but we we all got together as friends. So it was really nice. Listen, I lead horses to water and what happens after that is out of me. But yes, I was on your blind date. It's really funny because I am not a shy person and I do sometimes get what I want. So when we walk in and Bo's like, you sit there, you sit there, you sit there. He puts me and Rachel and we both had the same reaction. As soon as we sat down, I'm like... I fucking don't want to, it's not his table. It's that I like to be against the wall. I have that mob mentality of like, you know, and at Reyes, of course, it's appropriate to have a mob mentality. I don't like having my back towards people. So it's funny how you and I both were like, when he went to do whatever, you're like, how are are these our two seats at the table? I'm like, girl, I thought the exact same thing. Right. But I, I did get to sit next to him. So that was nice. You did. The food, listen, and the same thing. I would have chosen maybe different things. I like a veal palm. I like a chicken palm. I would have chosen some different things, but I've never been such a sub little bitch as as I was at Reyes. I'm like, yes, the lamb chops. The food was good. It's just like, I would have chosen different things, perhaps. That's all. Mm-hmm. Me too. So are you going out again with Bodiedle? He did call me the next day. And um, yeah, I mean, if he asked me out again, sure, why? It would have to be one-on-one this time. I mean, if someone, if I'm going to go on a a date with somebody, I go one-on-one. Fine. Before we move on, two things. Feel free to bring me on any date you guys have together. And two, my my favorite part of Bo Deedle, I love that he was packing heat. I love seeing- He takes his jacket off and he had a gun. I love- Wait, what? (laughs) I love someone who carries it. Who's someone who's authorized, because we have a lot of gun issues in the United States and in the world, but I love someone who's authorized who carries a gun. It's like, no one's going to fuck with us. I love that he was packing heat, girl. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, moving on, you know, it's come to my attention recently. Well, now I had the pleasure of sitting down not once, but twice with Miss Janice Dickinson. She was your roommate. I know you're such a fan of Janice. I'm being a little sarcastic. She was your roommate on Celebrity Rehab. You were on Celebrity Rehab for Love Addiction, I believe. Correct. And it has come to my attention that when you went in for treatment in the real world for love addiction and, and relationship issues, you were at a place called the Meadows, which, you know, that's a long time in the past. It is my eyes have been open as my listeners here. They these guys don't don't overlook anything. Miss Raquel Levis. This is where she just spent her six months, four months, whatever it was. So you were in the same facility as Raquel Levis. If that is where she is was i yeah. was at the meadows in berg arizona um let me say something about this place first of all I, I we were talking about earlier there's some rumors about how much it costs how long she was there the program is a 45 day program they have a women's clinic um it is called the willow house that is the women's facility they take up to 12 around 12 people the men's facility is called Gentle Path. And, you know, they focus on people with love addiction or intimacy issues. And that is what you are dealing with 24-7 while you're there. You can't call out. You can't have phone calls come in. You can make one phone call. Was it one phone call a day? I'm trying to remember now. You can make one phone call, um, but it has to be after you've been there for two weeks and you're really discouraged from using a phone and you're in the main house with everyone when you're on the phone. So everyone can hear what's going on. So a day in the life there, <clears throat> first of all, it's super boring. Um, it's a really, as I said, really small unit. You do a lot of um, mental uh, 
diagnosis things first. For the first 10 days, you're being diagnosed. Uh, they spend a lot of time doing that on you. Once you're diagnosed with what you have, then they work on that with you. You get your own therapist, your own um, your own medical doctor. You get, if you're going to be put on pills, you get the pills, you get whatever your treatment plan is, that starts after day 10. But usually these programs are 45 days, not six months, not four months. If she disappeared for longer than the 45 days or thereabouts, you know, people are there for different amounts of times, but not more than that. <clears throat> people are not staying for 90 days. That's just not happening. Um, the treatment is done when the treatment is done. And, um, you know, you become close with the people that you're there with, you, but you're really working on yourself. Is everyone there just for like love addiction and stuff like that? Or is it all types of treatment? No, it's so it's a women's facility that are just there for love and sex addiction, mostly and intimacy issues within their family or themselves. So it could be people that are having a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder surrounding that. We were not in the general area who are dealing with addicts for drugs, alcohol. That was not what people were dealing with here. We were dealing with um, uh, issues relating to relationships. So when I got my diagnosis 10 days in, um, I was diagnosed as having PTSD. And that was it, which I, actually I was kind of surprised about. I thought I would get diagnosed with depression and all this stuff, but it really wasn't that. It was post-traumatic stress disorder from going through a couple major incidents and you know, in the, what affected me personally, meaning the scandal that I was involved in, that was like the biggest scandal of the decade at the time. And also losing my fiance in September 11th and having my photo be the main photo from that event. Um, you know, obviously I was caught up in all that. So, um, you know, I, I became the face of that. I was known as New York's tragic face actually is how the post wrote me. Um, so I, I really hadn't dealt with that fully. And I closed my businesses right when COVID happened. And I was really at a low point. I didn't know my identity beyond who people, other people saw me. And I was in a desperate, desperate place where I needed to take a time out. That's how I found myself there. And, and actually I've never told people this, but I spoke to, I called um, Jason Waller, who I was on celebrity rehab with, and he got me a scholarship to go there. So they paid it $65,000 for the treatment. He got me a scholarship to go and I went and it was the scariest thing I ever did. And I felt really lonely. Um, but I went and I still have the books, you know, that I still have all the like kind of lesson plans. Um, it was really hard, but you know, it did good things. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Now that I'm in LA part-time, everyone's telling me I should try hiking Runyon Canyon. I'm such not an outdoor hiking person. I'm more of a gym person, but you know, I figured I'd give it a try. So I finally set aside the morning before I started work and it was a little bit cloudy in the sky, but today was the day that I was going to hike Runyon Canyon. And then halfway in the middle, it started raining and then it started pouring. But guess what? I made it to the top of Runyon Canyon. And in part, I have to say that's because I was wearing Vessi shoes. And why did Vessi shoes help me get to the top in a torrential downpour? Because they're 100% 
100% waterproof. How many times are you out and running around or doing something active and it starts to pour and then you get home and your shoes are soaking wet? Imagine your favorite sneaker styles, now 100% waterproof. They have high tops, slip-ons, and your classic sneaker, all waterproof. They're comfortable and they're so stylish. Do you think I would wear something that wasn't stylish? Come on. And now I could say I've hiked Runyon Canyon. Thank you, Vessi. Head to Vessi.com slash velvet and get yourself a pair today. That's Vessi.com and get shoes for your best summer yet. I need to tell you guys about my latest obsession and it's called Quince. I just got a cashmere v-neck sweater in like this gorgeous blue and matching cashmere joggers for $150. Cashmere. This outfit looks like it's over a thousand. But that's the thing about Quince. They offer elevated basics. It's kind of like quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. They have men's, women's, home goods, babies, kids. For women, they have items like 100% European linen for under $50. They have silk skirts. Italian leather bags, and 14 karat gold jewelry that starts at just $30. They provide items that look so expensive, like my gorgeous blue cashmere sweatsuit at very affordable prices. Their prices are actually 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's a really brilliant idea. They cut out the middleman and partner with top factories to pass the savings on to you. They also have home goods. I love their sheets. They have wall art. It really is a one-stop shop. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash velvet rope to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash velvet rope for free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash velvet rope. I had Jason Waller on this podcast. There you go. You should reach out to him. He should be a guest on yours. Great guy. Yeah, yeah he is a good guy. Um, so if Raquel, I mean, she's been somewhere all this time. It really is like an up and out type thing. Like what if you're not cured after 45 days? Like where has she been then? You, well, you, you're not you... going to, you're not going to cure a lifetime of, of your feelings, right? You're just going to get the mm-hmm. tools to move forward with them. That's what they really work on with you. She's not cured. She's not sick. Like this is not a girl who's like, should be kicked into the trenches and people label her forever. The girl made a mistake based on her own issues and based on the things that the person she was making a stake, a mistake with told her and enabled her to do. And they did it together, but she, you know, she got shamed for it. And I think all of that shame, very similar to me, all of that shame from other people really puts you into a black hole of depression. So I think she went to deal with, in my opinion, why she made the choices she did, what happened in her childhood that made her, you know, get to the point where she feels these things and how she's going to get out of it and how she's going to turn her life around. And, and, you know, after you come out of there, your friends and your life is different. She might've started from ground zero being like, I am, you know, I can't speak to anyone I had in my life before because they're toxic. And I only want people around me who are going to support me. So I don't, you know, I think she's probably with her, with her family or, She could have been alone, but she definitely, she hasn't been at this treatment clinic for four months. That's ridiculous. And then what about this claim that, you know, she racked up a $200,000 bill at this Meadows where you don't have bills like that. That doesn't happen. It's not a bill. You're not spending money. Um, You know, you get a little bit of a stipend to go get like deodorant and shampoo. The program is $65,000. You know, if she did back-to-back programs, the most she could, you know, spend is 130, but I'm, I would put money on the fact she went to the program once and either she got a scholarship from someone to help her go there, which I wouldn't be surprised if she got it for free. Um, or, you know, somebody in her family or her paid the 65,000. That's it. I I don't believe, don't believe anything you read. You guys, you gotta, you gotta know that that stuff is all inflated by people that don't know facts. Honey, I don't believe anything I read. I mean, I think her family is somewhat well off, but I get guarantee you she probably doesn't matter how well off you are. You're not spending one hundred and thirty thousand or two hundred thousand, whatever the news is reporting on a rehab when this girl isn't dying from her addiction. She's not dying from her addiction. She needed to go there to reset her life. And I commend her for that. I think that's great. But like, I, I don't buy that her family is spending that kind of money to rehabilitate her. She didn't murder someone. Come on. This is like ridiculous. No, I just have the question of where has Raquel Levis been for the past many months if you can only be there for 45 days or she whatever. She probably was hiding out with her family for a good month. Then she got into the treatment clinic. That's a month and a half. Then she probably went back to her families. I mean, you do a lot of work with your family. 
Well, speaking of, you know, starting over, like you said, now apparently she has, I think the marketing optics on this, I'm just a jaded person. I think there's a team involved. She's now coming back to the show, apparently, and her she's no longer Raquel. She's going back to her original birth name of Rachel to symbolize that she is now a different person. I'm sure it's all great and maybe she got help. I'm just jaded of like the marketing optics on this to me are smart. She's holding out for money. You can't you can't go away to a place like that and not get some some tools to help you change. So if she decided from that, oh, I want to go back to my name, Rachel, I want people to know me as who I am, the core of me. And that's Rachel. That's why she probably made that decision, not because somebody was sitting with her being like, this would be so epic if you changed your name back and we got all this press for that. I don't think that's she's not that smart. No, you know, the people around her are not like crisis manager. That's smart. And it's you don't think sense. so? No, I do not. And it's common sense that um, the people around her or her are saying, excuse me, I basically made that show because I was the villain. So if you want me to ruin, to have to go through that again or have to deal with all the backlash next season, you're going to pay me a lot of money. I would tell her the same thing. Yeah, 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 no, I, I, I have no change. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to decide all that. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I just think it. Look, maybe she got somehow. I just think it's a brilliant marketing plan come together. Of like, you are the villain. I, villain. I think she could come back as a redemption and now have her be Rachel instead of Raquel and try to get back in there with the girls. And yeah, I would. Well, no one really for- knew her name, anyways, right? Half the half the half of America called her Rachel. Half of America called her Raquel. So she's just picking a name. I just think it's brilliant. And I I would hold out for all the money myself. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think it's like, uh, yes, sure. I'm just a jaded person. Look, I think maybe she did need some help. I just think it's like the optics on it of being quiet, 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 quiet. Everybody wants, I want to hear from her right now more than Tom or Ariana or Ariana and Tom. So I just think it's a smart, we all, as you know, Rachel, first of all, I think you and you and this other Rachel over here, you and Rachel, you could tell that Rachel Levis, I think have a lot in common. You both were part of a major scandal. You know what I'm going to say? You're going to, you're not going to, I mean, I don't know if you're going to like this. Recently, I told you, I think you look like my good friend, Melissa Rivers. You didn't really see it. I think you look like Raquel Levis. I think you look like Rachel a little bit. If I had short hair? Yes. Uh, 100%. You guys have the same name. Yeah, you look like her. For real. You both went to the same treatment facility. I'm not making light. Here, look, look. Yes. And Rachel, I'm comparing you to like, what is she, 28 or something? So this yeah. is a comp- this is a big compliment, even though you're off the market and you're taken by Bo Deedle. Um <laughs> Maybe I'll change my name to Raquel and she could be the Rachel. Listen, I would just like to know where she is. I think it's a brilliant marketing. Today is really the day of personal ties to Rachel. You can tell this is not how we plan this whole show. But Six I do need- degrees of separation to Rachel Yukata. Well, we have another one now, another six degrees of separation, of separation, Dorit and PK. Now you, before we get into this new story about That's one degree of separation though. Because you dated PK. I did. How long did you date PK for? This really isn't planned guys. There's a story about Dorit and PK and the insurance, but it happens that you dated fucking PK. When, when, When was this? For like a year, a long time ago, long time ago. He met you in the clubs when you were working the clubs. In yeah, Vegas. he was a client of mine and we were really good friends for like a year. And, and by then- the way, I need to interject when you say client, your job was bottle service because, you know, PK clients, our minds wander. There's oh, a lot sorry. Out- yes. There's a I'm lot out a- there. I was not anything professional that was escort, sexual, madam. It had nothing to do with that. I was, uh, I was the director of VIP operations at a little nightclub or business called Tau. And I was in New York uh, on business because we also had Marquis and Stan Social and Avra. And he came in as a client and I helped him get a table and find his way around. And then I brought him back to Vegas. And, you know, he was the first bottle service uh, client who was cultivated kind of. He started out spending, you know, 10, 20,000, but then he would be spending upwards of 250, 300,000 a night on bottle service. And did he tip well? Yeah, of course. Well, he would give me the credit card and all the stuff to sign. So yeah, of course, everyone got tipped very well. It was always a 20% gratuity, but on 
a price like that, it's, that's huge, you know? Um, so no, he was great. He was wonderful. His friends were great. Everyone loved him. When he came into the club, we treated him like it was called SNFU, super no fuck up. And that meant when he came in, means when he cut, when PK comes in, it would have SNFU next to his name, super no fuck up. You cannot fuck up this table. You cannot fuck up this client. That's what that meant. Meaning he was like a, he wanted things a certain way. No, no, man. He was a big deal. We took care of him no matter what he wanted. I just look, there's, there's a lot, there's, I have said for years, I don't understand PK and Dorit's finances. That's me. I, I don't understand it. I'm sorry. I, 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 I never will. I understand Mauricio Umansky. He owns the agency. I understand where the dollars come from. I don't understand it. So now there's this report that Dorit and PK, they had this claim. They're being sued, you know, about this flood that apparently happened when they were away. And there's an insurance claim. People are saying, well, you also got robbed. And when you're robbed and your stuff is stolen, quote unquote, there's an insurance Violent claim. insurance claim. Yeah. There's a lot of insurance claims. I'm curious to their insurance carrier and if they've dropped them. Right. And, you know, Dory did now it came out that she's also being sued by she had some work done. And I guess you get out, you recover at home, you hire a nurse. She wanted to recover with a private nurse after some surgery. We all get I mean, we all get plastic surgery. Hello. I mean, although I just had, you know, the the normal stuff, but she had someone at home. She didn't pay the nurse the rumor allegedly. So now she owes like eight thousand. So, I mean, are these, you know, to get the stories to not come out about something like so kind of embarrassing, like pay the woman. You know, kind of, kind of. Why would you want that story floating around? First I have other stories there. She doesn't pay her bills and she gets plastic surgery over and over. Do you know what I mean? Like who, who wants that kind of press? I don't know. I have never met a group of people other than housewives that apparently just hire people and decide they don't want to pay their bills. I, I literally, I don't understand. I, I hire someone, the bill comes, I'm pissed and then I pay it. I mean, it's a very simple process. I'm I like, I thought this would be 6,000. It's 8,000. Fuck my life. Okay. Yeah, there's something you that you can negotiate sometimes. I mean, that's a different story, but just not paying it is a problem. So, I mean, where are you on this? Do you think there's some, you know, listen, I, I, I have to come face to face with these people. And then I always feel bad when I say things, but I have to be honest to this audience. I don't understand where their numbers come from. And there's a lot of insurance claims. Is there I any? Think, I think a lot of people don't understand where their money comes from. I mean, it's really none of our business, but it is our business when they've chosen to be on a show and, and claim that they have such a big life, bigger than most people's. And then when they treat people badly because of it, or they get into trouble because they're lying, that's when it all falls apart, right? That's when it doesn't seem um, smart. It's when it seems like it's a fraud. Um, you know, PK's always been litigious. And, you know, I don't know. I, we don't really, it's not really transparent what he does. Representing Pele, representing um, Boy George, George. Boy George. I mean, who, how much money are you really making from that? I don't know. But he he did come from, a position of being a big businessman in London had a lot of money. You know, don't forget though, he did get a divorce and had to pay child support and alimony for three kids. Uh, you know, it takes a lot to now then support a new wife and two kids and this lifestyle. You have to make me making a lot of money. And she doesn't just dress from intermix. She buys, you know, over the top things, wears them once and then, you know, and she's claimed that she buys the real items like Gucci, Prada, whatever she's wearing, Louis Vuitton. These are not cheap items. So I and mean, she's not getting them for free either. Honey Love, you guys know how much I love Honey Love. Who would have known? I've become an expert in women's shapewear. You know, I sent it to Sarah Fraser and Kim D. Now I'm going to send some to Rachel Yucatel. It's kind of like if you want to be a regular correspondent on the Behind the Velvet Row podcast, I'm kind of going to make it mandatory that you have to wear Honey Love shapewear. But don't take my word for it. You guys have been slipping into my DMs and telling me all about your purchases. You guys seem to love the Superpower Short. The Superpower Short has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between the areas you want to support and those you feel need less compression. They have a signature X and it targets and sculpts your body without squeezing your natural curves. Also, which is unheard of in women's shapewear, you don't have to worry about it rolling down. 
There's flexible boning that's hidden in the inside seams to keep it up. There's also a booty lifter. They also have bras, tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Listen, the struggle is real, ladies. I hear ya, and I am here to help you guys. So listen, treat yourself to the best shape around the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash velvet. Make sure to use that link or you're going to have to pay full price. To get 20% off, go to honeylove.com slash velvet rope. She's a hundred percent not getting it for free. I've said that on the show a million times. It, it's real. It is real. I mean, but it's like shirt, shoes, coat. I mean, it's like Vuitton from head to toe, a Beaumont from head to toe. Good. Yeah. The numbers on the outfits with everything else, just to me, don't add up. I just think, listen, I've never had an insurance claim in my life. If I had one, that's the point of having insurance. But I mean, a flood and then a robbery. I think it's weird. A flood that the claim is about your mistake. They left the water running in their daughter's room and it flooded the house. Now, I get that's why you have insurance, but like to then, you know, there's a lot of blame going around. It sounds like that's partly their fault. So we'll see what happens. I mean, again, you and I have different perspectives on reality TV and the media. I believe that you can't believe everything you read. And then there are people that do- I believe you can't believe everything no. you read. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a lot of your listeners. But the other thing is, is like, you can't believe what you read, but also there are people that put the narrative out because they want things believed in certain ways. Like yes. maybe the Kim and Kyle, what was his name? Croy. Croy, excuse me. Kim and Croy's story where they put it out that they were getting a divorce. Although I actually don't believe that that was fake. I actually think that they did file that, that they did want to do it. And something made them reconcile for the public. So I think getting back together is a move for the public. Really? They realize that they're going to make more money doing it that way. They I just, I think they're in a bad place with each other for sure. And, you know, it always ends up, the truth will always come out. So I think that they will file for divorce again, eventually. You think they, and that's, and that's interesting. You think the exact opposite. I mean, they just asked Nene Leakes this, this week, if, if she thought it was fake and she's like, I don't, I think the exact opposite of you. I think the whole breakup was totally fake and totally staged. And now that they realize nobody's buying your reality show, cause your life is just such a mess that they're like, well, we really do love each other. I don't understand how you, this was going to be one of the most like toxic divorces in history. They've said a lot of awful things about each other in the press. You can't come back. Horrible. Yeah. But that's why I think it was all bullshit. I believe that. No, really. I I just don't believe that. I don't believe you're going to say stuff like that in the press about the person that you do love secretly. It's too toxic. Yeah. But if you're both in on it and you're just fame whores who want a dollar and I believe they really need the fucking money that they're broke as a joke. And they thought this was their way back on reality TV. Maybe somebody said to them, if you get back together, we'll give you a show about you reconciling. Maybe they're going to be on a marriage boot camp and they needed the $100,000 from that. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're totally opposite on that. Before we move on to a divorce that I think is not staged um, or a separation, Kyle and Mauricio, was PK a good kisser? Um, to be honest with you, I couldn't remember, but I will tell you when I finally crossed over that boundary of just us being friends, cause it took me a year. I was not into him like that at all, but I fell in love with him because of his personality. He's got a great personality. So, um, yeah, I mean, I assume he was, I don't really remember, but I do. I cared for him greatly when I was with him. He's a great, he really is. He is. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And you found yourself somehow able to be attracted to him. I'm not trying to be mean. Because of his personality, for sure. He was great. And I will say I developed an accent when I was with him. Well, apparently Dorit has also. I know. But because he has such a thick accent, you want to talk like this because you're like, PK, what? You know? Is that how you talked? Yeah. I was like, PK, when are you coming to see me? I would have liked to have been friends with you then, man. Yeah, hello, my name is Raquel Yucatel. Listen, I, I, I'm with this whole new identity and I'm comparing you to a 28-year-old. So there you go. You. Um, I don't think Kyle and Mauricio's whole thing is staged at all. First of all, 
I always say this. I think Kyle is the second most protected housewife in the history of housewives. She's not getting fired from the Real Housewives in Beverly Hills. Kyle cares so much about, unlike me, Kyle cares what people think. There is a well-crafted narrative that she wants to put out to the world. And I'm not criticizing that. I don't believe people are like, oh, fake news, fake news. Just because Kyle and Mauricio, and now Kyle has also made a statement that she's on one year of sobriety. I believe that. I I called that, remember? You did call that, yes. But I find find that I don't believe it. I think she's now putting that out there because what you said, you did call it. A lot of people are saying it. So now she puts out a statement, I'm on one year of sobriety. Our minds think like, oh, guess what? Like she is her sober coach. Well, one thing has enough, two things get to be true. As I say, you could be one year of sobriety and this, I think when there's smoke, there's fire. That's my opinion. Kyle has a, such a strong army. Like as you notice, we can get into this if you want. When you go with the New Jersey, the fans get crazy with RHONJ, team Teresa, team Melissa. Kyle has a Kyle army. So like when you say separation, like people fucking magazine is not making this up. The Kyle army comes out and they're like, how dare you say this? They're fine. They're not fine. That's my opinion. I don't think, you know, Rachel, you could tell has a breaking up with PK. If it was perfect, if it's not really happening, there is some truth to that. Now, whether they get divorced or not, I'm not sure they're going to get divorced. They might stay together separated, but I believe, listen, there have been rumors for years about Mauricio with men and with women. Let me rephrase that. I mean, I'm a little bit speechless about that one. Well, Whatever we, but see, this is the thing that's different than me and you and me and you. I want someone to tell their own story. And a lot of what reality TV followers do is just regurgitate a lot of the stuff that they've heard or read and then comment about it or, you know, opine about it. And the thing is, is like the season's coming out and we will see what happens in her own words. I actually don't, I think maybe the press got it wrong that they broke up. I think they might be taking a break while they figure things out. Aren't they still living in the same house? There are, there are stories out there. If you go on Google that are, it. That are that, men as women. Yes, that are, I, there are rumors out there. If you Google it, I'm not putting this out there, that Mauricio was with trans women that were not fully, that have not fully gone through the transition. Okay, but then if that's true, we don't know if he knew that going into it. We don't know if they have an open marriage. We don't know if they were on a breakup. We don't know if this was before. I mean, and I'm not judging. No judgments. No, who cares? Like, remember what happened with Hugh Grant when he was dating Elizabeth Hurley? I do because Bo Deedle on my show said things, and I was like cringing. I'm like Bo, Bo. I mean, the things Bo said about this whole thing, it's, believe it or not, that came up on my talk. I was wow. like, man, Bo, this is not politically correct, but go on. I, I just think a lot of people waste a lot of their time <clears throat> um, making opinions and statements about situations that they're not involved in. And I, I think that their relationship deserves a little bit more respect because it's not a cheating scandal. It's not a fake or not fake breakup with when you've been having you know reports in the media about not being able to pay your bills. Um, like Kim and Corey, I, I think, you know, people will be sad if they really break up. People will be rooting for them. But let's hear, let's let them tell their story from their point of view. They each have a show and, you know, let's let's let it unfold, is my well, opinion. Well, do you know who also agrees with you is Erica Jane. She just was on. I forgot the show. And she said, listen, when I was going first of all, I'm like a huge Erica Jane fan these days. I just want I, Erica to me is so. I'm sorry, guys, come after me. They, they 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 come after you, Rachel, when you're an Erica fan. But she's like, listen, I just, I went through my thing and there were so many narratives out there that were not true. She's like, I think Kyle should answer this for herself, not me. I was like, such a good answer. But you- It's become very well-spoken. I have known. She seems like she's in a place um, in her life that is much more calm and she has a sense of um purpose and she has a sense of feeling really good about herself that's what i noticed with her she's not frazzled she doesn't look like she's on the defense she doesn't look like she needs to be angry with everyone so i have noticed her persona has changed big time 
Well, as you know, Rachel, having gone through a national scandal of your own many, many, many years ago, when you do that and you're still living and you're still surviving, it is strength. It's like you can't, there's nothing worse. Like you've all judged me in the media. You all had an opinion and I'm still alive and breathing and surviving. Isn't that strength? Yeah, 100%. It's strength, but also you, it's hard to get rid of that anger. And she's still being attacked by a lot of people. A lot of people still don't like her. So I I think something's going on in her life that she's really proud. She's turned the page on what happened before. And she was able, in whatever way she dealt with it, to leave it behind. And she's starting new. I could see that in some of the interviews she's given. And trust me, you guys, but I happened to see, you know, I don't know, some interviews she was giving a, a short clip. And you could just, it, you could read it all over her body language and her and her voice. So I think that's cool. Are you coming to Vegas with me to bet on blonde and see Erica live? I would do that. I think that that could be really fun. At first I was like, why would I support that? But like, why wouldn't I? I think that's a judgmental thing for me to say. So I would definitely try it. I'd love to meet her to get her side of the story. I mean, we all hear it on TV, right? But I'd like to know her personally. I went to judge for myself whether or not I like her in person instead of like how the media represents her. So I would give her a chance for sure. I went to see Tom Sandoval in the most extras recently. So apparently I'm a garbage pal person. I support everything. Um, do you think Colin Mauricio, like just what is it? It's true. It's not true. Like, what's your opinion? I think they've probably been struggling. They've been married forever. Um, I think that he got a new TV show where he is, you know, his own in his own right. You know, he, he has some fame in his own right. He has his own followers. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a little bit of a break to work on you. And, you know, again, I just think, do I think it's real? Yeah. I mean, I think it's real. I don't know that the media has reported it properly and got all the details, but I think that people will be in their corner wishing them the best. There are going to be people that are like, let's find out if someone's cheating or let's find out if she's a lesbian. You know, the, the common thing to go to is she's a lesbian and he's been treating, uh, cheating. So I mean, how about they just grew apart and it's been hard because Mauricio's just starting his new show and he has his daughters in it and her daughters, you know, whatever, but they're branching, branching out on their own and people move apart for a while. So like, it's okay to take a break and go back. You know, I think everyone has to be a little more compassionate. I really, I wanted to say today, you know, after you watch the latest video of these housewives of Potomac and you see all the fighting and you see what happened with, um, the Vanderpump rules and you see what goes on with the Kim and Croy situation. People in reality TV need to just take a break for one second. They need to take a breath, but I'm really concerned about the atmosphere that Bravo is kind of creating because there is such a level of bullying and finding a villain and finding a victim and having everybody feed on that. And, you know, I had Vanessa Riser on my show, who's the ex-fiance of Louis Rulis, whatever his name is. And Royale, yes. people, sorry. Yeah. And the no, people, I mean, I'm not sure that's how you say it. Go on. <laughs> and the people that came out of the woodwork to call me names because they said I gave a stalker a platform and how could I, and they wanted me canceled just because I interviewed her on my show. Well, I, my interviews are not about reality TV. They're about understanding the person. She's a therapist that now specializes in narcissistic abuse. I wanted to hear her story. So I'm not going to shame her because she had a past with uh, Louie and I don't know anything that's happened between them. I know she's a restraining order now, but I know a lot of stuff was blown up, but you know, that's not what I wanted to know. I wanted to know who she was and I gave her a chance to speak. And the level of anger that people, even people I know, people I'm close with, I got messages from them being like, are you crazy? Why would you have her on your show? And I thought that was really scary that people are so invested in Bravo shows that they come out of the woodwork to really bully other people or make such a statement. Let me remind you people, you don't know these people. You don't know what really makes them tick. They're on television. They glorify things for a certain reason, but bullying is not okay. It's dangerous. And if Raquel ended up at the Meadows because of what she had done, but what, more, more so because of how she had been treated and the response, that's when she hit rock bottom and she needed help. She couldn't uh, get through life on her own. She needed someone to sit her down and be like, let me find a path for you. So I think that's really serious. And I think Bravo like could kind of be ashamed of themselves for how this is all turning out. 
I, everything you just said, I say all the time, I don't disagree with you. Now, I told you a few things. A, don't you go back down, girl, because when you're over a thousand shows like I am, like people say, how could you, how could you have Joe Judice on your show? He's an ex-con. And I say, let me make it very clear. All ex-cons are welcome on my show. All He did his time. He deserves a second chance. He deserves a chance to tell his story. That's a crazy, ignorant thing to say that people don't deserve a chance. That's awesome. I'm calling all ex-cons. I want them on my show. All sex workers. I want them all, whatever it is that everyone's going to be woke as a joke about, I want them on my show. So you're going to learn. I mean, I think you were way too nice to people in that situation. I would have told them to go fuck themselves. Someone even slipped into my DMs to say, this is the most insane thing that I was on your show as a guest, which everyone should go and listen to. And my episode talking to you came out the day before Vanessa's or a week before. And how could I be at a show where there was, I'm released like a week before? I'm like, are you fucking crazy? And I agree with you. We have a real problem. I think the the culture has gotten too toxic where it's like, if Kyle Richards would not break a nail to reach out if you were going to, if a bus was going to run you over, Teresa would not throw you a life jacket. You yeah. don't know these people. Trust me, I know a lot of them, and I would rather not, to be very honest with you. So I think it's very strange that it's gotten to this point, but I saw those comments and I don't understand it at all. Like yeah. how people are that. I mean, Vanessa could come on this show. Like Louie can come on this. This is who, why you're doing your job. Yeah, right. It's crazy. It's it's. And before you guys end this episode and, and go and start making comments about how awful we are and blah, blah, blah. Oh, people I mean, say take, that all the time about me. Take a deep breath. Like, why are you sitting behind a computer and writing such nasty things to other people? If you don't like what you're listening to, don't listen. And if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Aren't you classier than that? What if you like, what if your school teacher and one of your students sees your comments? What if you're a girlfriend or husband or wife or mother or father and people that know you see the comments you make? It's really disgusting. So like take a deep breath and everyone should be a little more empathetic. Don't let them bully you. And by the way, I mean, we do have another issue, which is not the same, but it's related, but it is like the Potomac when there is a smackdown, which we all witness. This is a smackdown. This is the second time this has happened on Potomac. I mean, champagne can- bottles being held in the air, wigs being like ripped off. It was so gross. Uh, this is what react because I can tell you, I don't think Bravo's happy with that footage. It's not what reality TV is. I was on two reality shows, and that is not what you need to do to make news. It's not what you need to do to be seen to stand out on your show. I really think that Bravo needs to take a a second shot, and I hope they're doing a better job. With the Housewives of New York, I hope it's not going to be about cat fights and nastiness because that no one will watch that anymore. You want to see real people struggling that are on their come up in New York. That's what New York City is about. That's what I think the show should be. You people, do? yeah, pe- girl, women, girls, whoever, it's because they're doing it so young. But girls who have come to New York or they live in New York, they're New Yorkers that have been through a lot and are struggling and like anyone else, because New York is a city of like, if you can't make it in New York, you can't make it anywhere. And it's so fucking hard. Sometimes you are at the low of the low and you're walking, you live in a five floor walk up and it's a total nightmare and you live in a studio and you have no air conditioning and you have rats running through your apartment that creates character. So I don't think you need to be a bazillionaire to be a woman on the housewives of New York. New Yorkers are tough, man. Do you see that none of them are ever engaged or married because we survive on our own, us New Yorkers. Listen, <laughs> you and I are New York girls. Before we wrap up, I don't know where you're living with all these rats running around. I agree, I want the exact opposite. We can disagree, Rachel. We can still be friends. I, I want- really nice apartments in Manhattan too, but I'm just saying you don't always need to feature the upper echelon because that's not but a I want real that. New I York want that. I want that. I want the charity. I want the woman that owns oh, the charity that that she breaks all the rules and she's so rich that they're like we. St- I want filthy, it's disgusting, relatable. rich. It's not I, I know. I, I don't want relatable. I want to forget about kids and noise and in the real world. And I just want to be like, look at all these fucking filthy rich people. We can disagree. That's what I but want you know in what my they New York. Know about those filthy rich people? They're addicted to Percocet and Xanax. Their husbands hate them. And they're completely miserable. And that's what they're not showing. And that's why those shows are not like, they don't resonate with people because they're fake. They're fake. And reality is, is 
the people that are in those positions are usually not happy. True. In my opinion. True. Well, listen, now we have someone throwing up on the red carpet at the premiere. We'll talk about Giselle Tank next time. Rachel, it's been a pleasure. Where can we find you? We go fast, we go hard here. Are you getting the pace behind the velvet rope? Where can everyone find you to listen to your podcast? Guys, I would really appreciate it. I know you're such big fans of David. If you're a fan of David's, I think you'll be a fan of mine too. Check out my podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel, M-I-S-S, understood. Um, we have such great interviews with such interesting people that are on a mission to change their narrative because they feel they've been reduced to a single headline. Um, and if it's not a specific guest that's talking about them, we talk about topics we think should be reconsidered. So um, I have, you know, over 40 interviews of late, like super recent that are just unbelievable to listen to. I think they're relatable. And I really would love for you to to swing over to my podcast and um, give me a review if you like it. And here, when you're here, Rachel, behind the velvet rope, we are keeping it real. Sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we call people out. But I really appreciate your time. And I hopefully will talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.